I'm Hans from Feuerschwanz and the Dark Side of the Moon, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Enjoy. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you as well. I saw you guys back on 70,000 tons this year. Or, yeah, I guess it was this year, right? A couple months ago. Yeah, well, yeah. It was the first time for us to be in the Caribbean and to hit the, the US with, as a band. Oh, really? You guys had never done the boat before? No, it was the first time. Oh, wow. What did you think? How, what was uh, your it was amazing. I, I want to go back every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, right. And, and a couple of us, we stayed there afterwards. And I went with our singers to Barbados and some others went to Guadeloupe to, oh, extend, wow. to extend the holidays. What? Because we've been there for the first time. So yeah, took the chance to, to enjoy. <laughs> I've been to Barbados years ago. That's a beautiful place. Uh, totally, yeah. Nice. So let's uh, let's talk about the bands. You have a yes. new live record coming out. Uh, I guess it's the seventh, right? So next week, sometime. Yeah. What was the decision to release live records? Because not a lot of people do those anymore. Oh, actually, it's not a live record. <laughs> it's a it's, it's a it's a studio album, and the bonus CD is a live CD. Oh, okay. So I've got it wrong. Yeah. 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 The main album is a studio album. And the limited deluxe, the deluxe edition is contains um, the Vakin show from last year. Okay, cool. The live recording, yeah. And so that's like that's like a bonus thing, then. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And okay. the the Vakin show for us was such a big, big goal and and such a special event that we want to have it conserved, basically, as a recording. Hopefully we will play there again on the main stage, but it was the first time that we played on the main stage in the dark. So that was a very, uh, very special and exciting moment for us, you know. Was it intimidating at all with all the, with all those people knowing that's such like a sacred stage? No, it's, uh, it was it was a lot of adrenaline, you know, but but it was not, uh, uh, we haven't been afraid or anything. Mm -hmm. It was more like, yes, let's go out and kick some ass. Because <laughs> that's like the, the legendary Super Bowl of Super Bowl stages, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's something as a metal band, at least in Europe or in Germany, you want to achieve, you know, play on the main stage in Wacken. That's such such a such an epic goal to be there, and we finally made it. So we wanted to have it forever on CD, and that's why this is a bonus album. Gotcha. So the new record then is is actually a studio record, like you said. It's I'm going to try and pronounce it. Fegafauer. Almost. It's Fege. Foyer. Okay, close enough. Yeah. Now it's done. I mean, are you guys completely satisfied with it? Or is there something you wish you could go back and change? No, we're we super happy with everything. It's our, our best album so far. We always say that after we finish that album, but it's always the best, you know. Right. Because you always build up on, on the past and you know maybe what you want to change and everything. And so we and we went further down the road in, into the metal, I think. Right. And, and do you know what figure for you means? I do yeah. not. 
uh, it's purgatory actually. Oh, okay. And that's what the have you seen the album cover? It's it's the album cover is, is about that purgatory. We have we put a dragon into the purgatory into mm-hmm. hell basically, and then we have a knight fighting the dragon and fighting off the fire. And so I did see that. I didn't have I didn't know the reference to it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. What's it like writing for you guys? Because you have so many people in the band. Do you guys all write together? Or how does that all come about? And who has the final say in the end? No, we have, we have um, a songwriting team, basically, which is mainly our singer, the blonde guy with a, with a, with a bagpipe, and and the other singer and me. And that's, that's the main songwriters. And it comes all together to the singer. I add riffs. I have, I have usually musical ideas. And and our singer corroborates it into his ideas when he has a vocal line or vocal ideas. Yeah, and it's the three of us who are working together for creating the songs. How much do you think about not writing the same record when you go into the writing process? So not writing, you know, the previous record. Does that make sense? Because you still yeah, have, no. to stay, you have to stay true to, you know, Farrah Schwantz, but you also want to not write the same thing. Absolutely. Um, that, that's something often people demand from bands, you know, they they have that one album they right. heard and that's they laugh and they want to hear it again and again and again. But musicians evolve and build up, so they won't do the same album over and over again because right. that would be super boring. And yeah. sometimes there's always a small percentage of fans which think bands should stay where they have been when they started to know the band. But right. but people evolve, bands evolve, music evolves, and, and we build up, obviously. And in our case, we are I think I think we are getting more and more metal. We started as a folk rock band, basically. In right. Germany, that kind of music is called medieval rock because mm-hmm. it's back, backpipe and flutes and stuff and hurdy-gurdies and but we're getting harder and harder with every album. And yeah. I'm, as a guitar player, I'm very happy about it. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. You, I do find it very heavy because before Seventy Thousand Tons, I had heard the name but never really heard your music. And then mm-hmm. I caught both shows, and I was like, "Wow, that's it's very heavy, but it's also super entertaining, and it's super." I mean, you guys are having fun up there, right? Absolutely. Oh, you you have been there on the boat. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I've been. Uh, well, I've gone like nine of the last eleven. So. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's cool. So, so, so you've seen us live? That's, yeah, yeah. Twice. I caught both shows. And yeah, the one thing I took away from it was while it is heavier than I thought it was going to be, it's also, you know, super entertaining and it's a show. And Absolutely. That's, 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 our, that's a part of, of our philosophy that we want to do a show because, you know, in, 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 in the English language, you have, a, you have different words for a show and for a concert. That you right. don't have in German. In Germany, you have both. Both would be a concert. Okay. But in the English language, if you go to a classical concert to Beethoven or Bach or whatever, you wouldn't call call it a show. It's a concert. Right. And if you go to Kiss or Alice Cooper or whatever, it's a show. You know, and the word itself contains something. You know, it's not just playing the music. It's also about entertainment. And right, that's like a our, exactly that's our philosophy. If I want to see my neighbor in his sneakers and his T-shirt. I can just visit my neighbor. But if you want to go to a show, you want to see something on on stage. Yeah. And that's what we that's what we want to do to 
bring something which you want to see as well, not just to hear, but you also want to see it. Right. So do you put a lot of time then into when you're writing into how it's going to come across in the live setting or how this song is going to have a, I don't know, a breakdown or a heavier part for the audience, you know, call response thing, or do you just write the songs and then worry about it later? No, we'll worry about it later. We do the music first and then we decide if we do a show, what kind of show we do or not, because sometimes you have all both our dancers, you know, or Amitsen, and right. they listen to the songs and they have ideas what to do. And, and then they, they might have a song where they don't have an idea, but that's cool as well, because it would get boring if, if everything would happen all the time. So we have songs with more show and some songs where we just play and yeah. Do you have a choreographer or do you guys do all that stuff yourself? No, we do that all our stuff ourselves i think yeah both our both dancers they have an, an external choreographer for to learn sometimes some dancing moves like right. for the das elfte gebot i don't know if you know the song the 11th commandment and that's a song which is very choreographed for for them right uh, yeah bowie dylan marley you've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important join me josh adam myers host of the 500 as each week i go through a different album from rolling stone magazine's 500 greatest albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians actors and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Excellent. So you guys have played, I saw a bunch of uh, festivals this summer before you head out on the tour, right? Exactly. We, oh, we just returned from tour in May, actually. Right. And, and, and now the festival season started last weekend. Tomorrow night, we start driving again. We have two festivals on Saturday, Sunday. And then it continues the whole summer. And we also go to Spain and to Czech Republic and, and to Italy. So we expand more to the non-German speaking countries and audience. And it's quite interesting to see how those people react to our music, because usually they, nobody's used to listening to German speaking music, besides Germans, obviously. Sure. So, and you as an American, you're used to hear English music, so you hear you're probably listening listening to music different yes when it's not your language because for me if i listen to english music i don't understand the lyrics immediately you know i really have to concentrate or read it up but if i listen to german music i naturally understand it automatically and so that's different for 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 an audience which is not used to to german i think no, I agree. But I also think that metal or maybe heavy music in general, mm-hmm. fans don't necessarily care as much if it's in a different language. Because I, and I'm just thinking to myself, I listen to like Corporal Clawney and, and, you know, Finnish bands. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what they're saying, but <laughs> I still like it. You know, they could be saying, eat your mother, do whatever. I still <laughs> it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's cool. Because then it's much more about the music and the energy and the and right. the emotion which is there you know and that's that's i think i think that's a cool thing to do that, that just the music hits you and, and the emotion from the singer and in our case it's interesting to see which songs work and which songs n- maybe not because some songs 
some especially from some of our older songs rely much more on the width of the language you know and, and but this this obviously doesn't work in other countries so right so other other songs work better than yeah but but most of the new songs are work fantastic because so with the, with these uh weekend festivals do you, you guys just hit the weekends and then come home or are you like on the road the whole time no it's not it's not just the weekends it's like next th thursday for example but usually yes we return home in between because um it's easy to do to, to come home in germany i mean germany is, is, is the largest country in europe it has like 80 million people so it's easy to play a whole summer just in germany but it, the distances aren't so hard that you within a day you can drive home to every, from everywhere so it's that's quite comfortable to do, actually. Right. So how do you prepare then for these big, hot summer festivals? Because they're different than playing, you know, your club show, right? Yeah, well, I would say it's not so so, so much of a difference because usually the club shows are longer. You, we have a longer set and we play in a club show. The festival sets are a bit shorter. But we bring a lot of fire on stage for the outdoor festivals. Right. <laughs> And this will be a lot of fun, and we have to be careful on stage. Because <laughs> last year, last year the first get for the first time we had fire on stage, and at one time the wind blew the fire inside the stage, and oh, really? uh, yeah, and our violin player got it in her in her face. <laughs> Man. It wasn't it wasn't too bad. It was like a serious sunburn, you know. Wow. But yeah, but but that teached us to be careful and just. To know which songs are have uh, which songs have fire and which songs not. Were they able to finish the show, or was that the end? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. But okay. there's but, but there is one photo where she's standing right in the fire. Some photogra photographer got that perfectly. It, it, exactly that that that's, wow. that's when when the fire and the wind blew in, in, into the stage. <laughs> so you got to take all that into consideration then, where you're standing, and so I Absolutely, guess yeah. choreography yeah. Right, where you yeah, right. When you go to the, to the border of the stage, I know don't step further than here because <laughs> there is the fire. fire. <laughs> wow! Yeah. So, what else do you guys have planned then after the uh, the festival? Here, hitting the road in the in the fall, or? Um, well, the fall is pretty pretty calm. We still have some winter festivals coming here in Germany, which are sort of Christmas, like rock and roll Christmas markets, you can say, I guess. And yeah, we. But but for now the our album will be in the focus, like which will be released pretty soon in July. Right. And we're super excited because it's such a long time which you were working on an album and then it's finally coming out and people can can listen to it and then you get the feedback from the people, you know. For 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 the last year or one and a half years, nobody heard the songs but us and right. the producer and my wife, maybe. <laughs> How nerve wracking is that to Ah, that's yeah. exciting. That's very exciting. Is it to, to get the reviews and everything? Yeah, because of course you do it because you want to do it and you do it for yourself and you think it's the best you have done, but it's still exciting to see what people think about it. And, right. Yeah. When, when they finally get it. <clears throat> exactly. So I know it's in a different language for for a lot of your listeners, but do you ever find that? people connect with the songs and send you messages saying, Hey, this song really connected with me and it got me through a tough time. Or is that something? Oh, we, absolutely. Like, um, 
Das elfte Gebot ist a song from the album, das elfte Gebot, for example. And that was just at the beginning of the pandemic. And the song is about the, the Ten Commandments, basically about what you should not do. But, the, but our 11th commandment is about what you should do and to enjoy your life and enjoy your life even if this would be your last day basically just right. to value what you have and and we had the idea for the song before the pandemic actually but um for a lot of people that message connected to that time very well Oh, because of the pandemic, right? Because of the pandemic, exactly. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And then we have a song from our last album, which uh, our singer wrote for his father, who passed away after he wrote the song. Oh, and wow. He wrote it about the connection about his father. And, and yeah, he passed away this year. And so lots of people uh, connect to this as well. And he yeah. always, when, when we play that song, he's telling the story. It's just, this song is for his father. And he passed away, and that everybody in the audience should um, think about someone who has gone, right? But, um, you know, and it's always a very emotional moment. Also, we have we are a fun band, and we are ent entertaining. We always have that moment which may to right. to which should make you think that emotional moment. I think I like that because my preconceived notion is. A lot of your stuff was more entertaining, you know, heroes and warriors yeah. and that sort of stuff. And I, I didn't realize there was that sort of, you know, depth to it. And that makes it even more interesting. Yeah, it's a second layer actually in, in the in the in the meaning because if you just if you ever look at it, it's just about a dragon or a dragon heart. The heart of a dragon is right. You know, so if you don't pay attention, you could think it's just another fantasy song. But actually, it's about his father, who has the heart of a dragon. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that totally went over my head until you just started explaining it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. How should you know? So no problem. Yeah, I mean, no. Interesting. Does that make it different than when you're playing that song on stage or songs like that on stage then? Because they're not sort of happy, go get them, entertaining songs? Not at all. No? I think people get very emotional, usually. And I think because... They are already opened up, you know, I mean, partying and having fun is an emotion right. too. And if you allow yourself to have fun and to party, you opened up your emotion already. So when you focus on something like what I like that topic about his father, they are, they are totally open for it. And you see often like people crying in the first row and because they have something, right. somebody as well, they are thinking of. So. So both are emotions, you know, being happy. Yeah, being sad. it's blowing my mind because that takes it to a whole nother level. Hmm. Very interesting. That's going to bring me to the end of what I had. I know we said July 7th, the record comes out, and I'm going to let you pronounce it because I'm still going to butcher it with my American accent. Uh, no problem. It's figure for you. Yeah, I would have never gotten that. So <laughs> July 7th through Napalm. Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate your time. Good luck with the record. Thank I you. Know, I don't know if you have any plans on coming this side of the, the world again anytime soon, but I'm hoping to. Yeah, we would love to. And it's I hope to, right? I hope to go to the 70,000 tons of metal again with one band or the other. <laughs> yeah. So I think they do every other year, right? They don't book yeah. the same bands in the same year, a year apart. So. Right. But I have two bands. So, so maybe. 
What's the other band? Dark Side of the, the Dark, Moon. The Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, check it out. I have to check it out. Yeah, what kind of music is that? It's um, oh, we, oh, what we are doing is um, we started with covers of of um, soundtracks of movie soundtracks like from Game of Thrones and make uh, metal versions of it. Oh, nice! Yeah. Melissa Bonney is the singer. She's also the singer from Ad Infinitum, and we have the, the drummer from Amaranth. Oh, wow! Is, is our drummer. And as a guest, we had Charlotte Vessels and Tom Englund from Evergrey. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. And it's um, it's English. It's not German. It's, uh, it's so different. there's a chance this year. Yeah, maybe. Maybe 2024. Yeah, it would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. Good luck with the record. And yeah, uh, thank good you. luck with the summer festivals. It should be fun. Thank you. So thanks for the invitation. Hey, no hey Have be a great safe, day. My Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.